are listening to the Healing Migraines Naturally podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Caesar, and I'm helping women all over the country rediscover a migraine-free life. Today I'm talking to Mary, who runs our awesome Facebook community, about what's the one thing that I need to do to get rid of these migraines. How are you, Mary? I'm good. Isn't that the question, though? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about this, and some people might even realize that I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek here, right? But (laughs) what most people are, you know, most of the questions that people ask are sort of coming from this assumption, right? What's Mm -hmm. the one thing that I need to do? What's the one thing that's not in place? Right. Right. And so, you know, what's, what's the pillow that I need? Uh, What is the type of magnesium supplement that I need to take? What's the one drug that will take these migraines away? That's sort of an underlying sort of assumption to a lot of people's questions. What's the one thing that I'm missing? Right. I mean, it's human nature to kind of look for the magic bullet, right? Like mm-hmm. just one thing that will cure it all. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, it's not quite that simple. Exactly. Yeah. And when we go into the doctor, when we go into the medical doctor, our primary care physician or the neurologist, they kind of present the medication in this light too. You know, you're going to take Imitrex, right? It's sort of like you're going to take one abortive. Um, mm. And then if, or I should say not if, when the abortive stop working and a daily preventative is considered, right? It's per, it's presented like, okay, you're going to take this one daily preventative. Right. Right. It's sort of like there's one answer to this and that's a medicine. Right. Or right. one and then a lot of when we go into the natural medicine space, a lot of practitioners also present things as if there's one solution, right? So mm-hmm. chiropractors, okay, getting your neck in alignment, that's the one solution. Right. Or even one pile of supplements. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like, it's never one supplement. It's always a pile of supplements. For but, sure. Alternative yeah. medicine practitioners are notorious for that. You walk out the door, you got to take 20 pills with each yes. meal and spend $500 a month on supplements. Oh yes. That's very, but it is one pile. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> one pile. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, uh, you know, it, uh, it's, it's sort of like we're looking for that one thing, right. That, yeah. that one Holy grail that we're looking for. Yeah. But by the time we have migraines, we are, out of a state of health, right? We are sort of out of balance in many, many different areas. Right. And so by the time we have chronic migraines, what we really need to do is restore our health, right? When we are not in a state of health, the body generates symptoms and some symptoms are not complex symptoms. They're simple symptoms. And some symptoms are very complex symptoms that involve multiple organ systems within the body. And so migraines are a complex system that involve multiple sort of simple symptoms combined together into what we call a migraine. Right. 
So getting a perfect pillow that might help your kink in your neck isn't going to fix the problem of your nutrients aren't getting to your body. Like we've talked about in many podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to restore our health, there are three things that we have to do. And I call these the three principles. So Mm -hmm. the first principle is getting the nutrients to every cell in the body. Second principle is clearing metabolic waste material. And the Mm -hmm. third principle is restoring our resiliency and vitality. So when we are not feeling well, when we, when our body generates symptoms, it's because there are missing pieces or blockers or deficiencies within those three principles. Mm -hmm. And when we have deficiencies in these three areas, blockers, missing pieces, our health starts to decline. We start to fall out of a state of health. Mm -hmm. And then to notify us of that fact, the body generates symptoms. Mm -hmm. The first symptoms that the body is going to generate are going to be simple symptoms. The more we fall out of a state of health, the more complex symptoms the body is going to generate. I never really thought to put it on almost like a spectrum. Like you're, I mean, that just reminds me of like, you know, on this end of the spectrum, you have just a, you know, a little indigestion and then clear over on the other spectrum, you've got migraines and all of the complicated symptoms there. I never Mm -hmm. really thought of that. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately, we don't usually even realize that simple symptoms are actually symptoms. Right. Right. So like you mentioned, you know, okay, there's a spectrum between, oh, I had a little, little indigestion for mm-hmm. you know 15 minutes today after I ate versus I have chronic GERD and now Barrett's esophagitis. Right. Where there's actually, I've had GERD for so long. I've had acid reflux for so long that now my esophagus is starting to get severely damaged. Right. Right. But when we have that little indigestion, we don't associate, we don't think that's a symptom. We just think that's normal. Well, we certainly don't think that that's a red flag that migraines are headed our way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I would but, never ever put those two things together in my in my mind. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and the simple symptoms that the body generates at the very beginning when we start to fall out of a state of health, when we start to kind of fall out of alignment, the simple symptoms that the body generates are things that one are not not too severe, um, and they are sort of superficial. So one very common uh, simple uh, symptom that is very common in childhood is eczema. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, when we think about eczema, right, this is happening on the skin, the surface of the body. Mm. In our skin, the cells of our skin are constantly regenerating as opposed to the cells in our eyeball, 
Right. Right. So then we, we can see too that we have some organs, we have some types of cells that are by design continuously regenerating themselves mm. versus, you know, our neurons, right? It used to be thought that neurons can never regenerate. That's not true, but they regenerate mm -hmm. very slowly. Very slow. Mm -hmm. Right. So simple symptoms are going to start on the parts of the body or start, they're going to be expressed in the cells that are rapidly regenerating themselves on the yeah. surface of the body. Okay. We can kind of see this if we think about these symptoms. Right. We also talked about allergies and frequently getting sick and having mm -hmm. ear infections. So all of those types of things as well, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So allergies, right? We have a nasal discharge. So one of the first things that the body will do to try to heal itself, to try to right itself, is to get out stuff that shouldn't be there. <laughs> right? It's like, okay, maybe if I can just get this out, I'll 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 feel better. Right? right. I'll be I'll I'll be able to get back into that state of health. So mm. yes, this is another great example. Allergies, the body is trying to flush out that pollen, right? That cat mm. dander, that grass molecule, right? And so those discharges, these are the intelligence of the body at work by trying to flush these things out, mm. right? Amazing. So we, we want to start thinking about the symptoms that we're experiencing and think about them sort of, is this a simple symptom? Is this just affecting one organ system, one part of my body? Is it more on the surface of my body? Mm. Is it more, um, you know, there's a difference between symptoms even on the mental and emotional side. Right. So we can have... Um, a symptom of anxiety, right? We can have, uh, talk about a spectrum, right? right, right we can right. have anxiety. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I get a lot of sort of disproportionate anxiety when I go mm -hmm. into work and I have to speak in front of the department. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. Or I'm having panic attacks, mm. even thinking about getting up and speaking in front of the department. Right. One thing about even a more extreme is, you know, <laughs> this actually came up today at my other office where, you know, like you have, there's PTSD where you have this lady in our office. Um, they popped some balloons down the hallway and she literally thought they were gunshots. And mm -hmm. like, that's an even more extreme out of, um, quote unquote, health, when you need a little bit more help there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can see, right, the spectrum between being overly sensitive to startling mm -hmm. versus now I had a full blown post-traumatic response to those balloons. And right. for an hour, I have an elevated heart rate. I, I'm having a panic attack. I have to get out of here, right? Right, right. Everyone yeah. is going to be startled when the balloons are 
popped. That's that's a, a normal response, right? That's not a symptom. But even some people, right, they're, they startle a little more easily, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody just walks in the room and they're startling. They're just like, whoa. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? So that's a symptom, right? That's a, that's a symptom that is a mild symptom, right? And absolutely on the spectrum, we could go all the way to PTSD. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important to point out that a lot of those symptoms are reasonable responses, whether it's a physical response or a mental response, like it's a reasonable response for our body to have allergies to flesh out whatever little bug is in there, pollen or whatever. It's a reasonable response for our body to try and get that out, right? But that doesn't mean it's healthy for our bodies, right? Well, so the distinction here, and this is a this is a very important point to raise because mm-hmm. we have to identify what are symptoms, physical symptoms, Mm -hmm. mental symptoms, emotional symptoms. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm working with my clients, right, I'm looking at, okay, where is the line crossed from a normal physical response, a normal mental response, a normal emotional response? Where is the line crossed where it actually becomes a symptom? Mm -hmm. And so this is where sometimes some digging has to be done particularly Mm -hmm. on the mental and emotional side, you can't just assume, right? Oh, you startled. Okay. Symptom, right? People are going (laughs) to startle. Exactly. Exactly. So we do have to be careful that we are appropriately assessing, is this a symptom or not? And when I work with my clients, we definitely do that. I do an initial assessment where we kind of flush out, okay, what are the symptoms here? Symptoms. And I was just going to add to that, that like when I'm, when I've studied psychology, the distinction that we make on that side is how debilitating it is to the person experiencing it. Correct. So Mm -hmm. a person who might have a little anxiety, but can still go to work and function and still like, you know, speak in front of people, they may not necessarily have a full blown anxiety issue. But if Mm -hmm. it comes to a point where it's shrinking your world and you can't function, then that's when it's a symptom for sure. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's normal for people. It's a normal response for people to have some nervousness to get up in front of people and talk. But Mm -hmm. is it preventing you from taking on assignments at work? Is it preventing you from getting the recognition that you deserve for your work? Right. Mm -hmm. Are you limiting yourself? Are you not taking assignments because they're going to require you to speak in front of the department? Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You're exactly correct. How is this impacting your function? Right. That is where that line is crossed with Mm -hmm. physical symptoms like allergies. Right. If we go back to allergies. So we've talked about um, I think we've talked about allergies on previous podcasts. So Mm -hmm. when we are exposed to what we call allergens, right? The the grass molecules, the pollen, the the animal dander. Um, We are going to be exposed to these, you know, the dust in our house, right? This is all part of our environment. We have evolved to be able to exist in these types of environments, right? Mm -hmm. So we should be able to tolerate and, and process a typical load of these molecules in our environment. 
Right. Uh, humans have been living with animals for tens of thousands of years now. And so we should be able to tolerate animal dander and things like that. The, the seasons have changed since before humans existed. Okay, so we have evolved with the pollen coming out in the spring and the grass growing in the summertime and, and all this kind of stuff. So when we are experiencing what we now in this day and age call allergies, okay, yeah, I can't be around cats. Oh, yeah, every spring, you know, when the trees bloom, uh, I'm in agony, right? Those are definitely symptoms. The yeah. difference would be if we are exposed to a sudden uptick in these mm. molecules, right? So when I used to live in Phoenix, right, during the monsoon season, they would generate these big dust storms, right? right. So some of them could last, uh, you know, half hour. One one year it lasted like several hours. <laughs> that was oh my gosh, amazing, right? So if you are in a bad storm, like a monsoon dust storm, right, you're going to be exposed to a tremendous amount Mm. over and above what we have evolved, what we're designed to tolerate. Right? <laughs> You're just bringing back memories, like little funny side story. I went to a friend's house for a Christmas party a few years ago and she has cats and I'm very like severely allergic to cats. I didn't realize this, but her cat's favorite place to play was in the Christmas tree and I sat right next to the Christmas tree for the whole night. And we went to take a picture at the end of the night. And my eyeballs were like slits because my whole face was all in it. Like, for real, I get the whole allergy thing for sure. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> oh, it was bad. Yeah. So if we're in the middle of a dust storm, right, we're, we're getting this massive influx of dust and everything that gets stirred up with that then of course our body is going to say, oh, wait a minute, I got to flush all of this out. There's no way that I can process all of this. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, and we're going to generate, we're going to be sneezing. Our eyes are going to be watering. Our nose is mm -hmm. going to be running. All, we're, our body is going to generate a discharge to get that out. So the distinction is not, oh, you know, you, you, you had some uh, runny nose and watery eyes after that monsoon storm with all the dust, mm -hmm. right? That, that would be a normal response. The right. symptom, right, is when we cannot tolerate, you know, the cat, the trees blooming, the <laughs> neighbor so cutting the grass, right? Yes. Or ourselves yeah. cutting the grass, right? So we should be able to tolerate those things. So if we can't and the body says, oh, you know what, I got to flush this out of here, then that would be a symptom. Mm -hmm. So it goes back to how debilitating is that for you? Like, do you mm -hmm. need an EpiPen after a cat? Because <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we want to think about these symptoms Right? Is this a is this a normal response or is this a symptom? Mm -hmm. So that's sort of the analysis that I'm always doing with my clients, and and even when I'm working with them, things things come up every week, right? So is mm -hmm. is this what they're just you know what she's describing? Is this a symptom or is this a normal response that the body would have mm -hmm. physically, mentally, emotionally? Mm -hmm. And then we want to think about: is this a simple symptom or a complex symptom? 
Is this a symptom that only involves a small area of the body, one organ system? Is it more on the surface or is it deeper? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to use, to go back to the eczema example, one of Mm -hmm. the common symptoms that babies will generate is eczema. Mm. Very common. I've heard that's kind of a milk allergy. Is there any truth to that? Or is that just a, an old wives toe? Well, again, babies should be able to drink milk. Right, right, yeah. Right? And so when a baby has eczema, mom is kind of blamed. Not n- not explicitly blamed, but it's like, okay, mom, you if they're breastfeeding, right? It's like, you can't eat all of this stuff. You got to cut all this stuff out of your diet. Mm-hmm. Well, again, why does the milk have to be so pure? Right. Because our body right. should be able to handle it a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or if the mm-hmm. baby is formula fed, oh, now we got to go to the hypoallergenic formula. Well, why can't the, mm-hmm. why can't this baby tolerate the formula that a million babies a year tolerate? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of the first symptoms that the body will generate is eczema. And so a lot of times, you know, it's, it's coming up for people, even in childhood as a, as an infant, right? So then mom brings the baby to the pediatrician, the pediatrician will prescribe a little topical steroid cream. Mm -hmm. Okay. So steroids shut down whatever the body is doing. Mm Mm-hmm that steroid cream is going to shut down the symptom. However, what about the state of health of the baby? Mm-hmm. It's not like taking care of the issue. It's just like. Exactly. Right. It, um, it looks to us, oh, the steroid made the eczema go away. I put it on my baby. Eczema cleared up in a week. Mm. Okay. Well, where did it go? That's. So when we suppress simple symptoms, we're not correcting the underlying issues within these three principles, and we're going to sort of drive the symptom deeper into the body. So what's very common for, uh, for children, right? The baby has eczema. Okay, we're going to use a steroid cream. Eczema goes away. Hmm, Mm -hmm. what do you know? Now the baby's three and they've got horrible allergies. Mm. Right? You ever see, you know, these little kids? Nose is always running. They got the dark circles Mm -hmm. under the eyes. Mm -hmm. Those dark circles under eyes, under the eyes of children, actually have a name. They're called allergic shiners. Hmm. Right? Because it kind of looks like a little black eye. Right. Right? So now the kid's on allergy medicine. So again, think of the difference between our skin, right? This is an mm. organ that's continuously regenerating regenerating itself. It's a quick healing organ. Mm-hmm. Allergies, well, now this is a little bit more complex, okay? Because I've got to mm. generate this inflammation in the sinuses. I got to make the eyes inflamed. I got to actually generate the discharge that wasn't there before. Okay. It's a little bit more complex than just something on the skin. Well, now we got, we bring the baby back to the pediatrician. 
well, now we're on, you know, children's Allegra. Yep. <laughs> right? So now the child isn't sneezing anymore. They probably still have those allergic shiners. Okay. But no nose isn't running all the time. Mm-hmm. Now child is 11. Now what happens? Oh, tummy ache. Can't go to school. Hmm. Mm. Why does my child always have a tummy ache? Why is my child, you know, alternating from constipated to having loose stools? Mm. Yeah. Right? So again, we we suppressed the symptoms, the allergy symptoms, right? We repressed, we suppressed the body's ability to generate that discharge. And then a few years later, now we've got something very internal, like literally in the middle of the body. Now we've got digestive Whoa. problems. Now we've got IBS. So just let me clarify, like when you get rid of the eczema, then it, it kind of goes deeper, it goes into allergies or the digestive system. Is it like temporarily going away or is it still just under the surface under like kind of a small boil? You know what I mean? Or is it like... Mm -hmm. it's gone, but then it comes back with a vengeance. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So we can suppress the symptoms that the body is generating, but mm -hmm. it, that does not correct the underlying issues that were the reason why the symptom was there in the first place. Mm -hmm. So when we suppress symptoms, the body will do one of two things. It'll fight that suppressive effect. Mm-hmm. And so this is where, okay, my baby had a little tiny eczema. I put a little bit of steroid cream on there. Oh, it went away in a week. Oh, a month later. Oh, now it's twice the size. There's more. Mm. What happened? Mm. Oh, okay. Went, go back to pediatrician. We'll put more on. Put more of the cream on, right? Oh, okay. I'll do that. Okay. Now two weeks. Took a little longer to go, go away. Okay. Two weeks later. Oh, okay. That patch is gone. Well, a month later, now I got the, you know, the whole arm has eczema, mm. right? So we can see this, right? The body is fighting this because it's like, no, no, don't shut me down. I'm generating mm. this symptom for a reason here. Hmm. So we can, it'll get worse, right? Or eventually the body says, okay, I'm trying to generate this eczema for a reason. And she keeps putting the kibosh on me, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to go do something else. Okay. So it's kind of just like hidden away a little bit, mm. but still definitely mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. okay. Right. If the underlying issues haven't been corrected many times, right? Okay. Well, I'm trying to, you know, now the, you know, the baby's 75% covered in eczema. Okay. But then they bring out the real big guns when that happens. Mm. Then the body says, okay, okay. I, I won't do this anymore, but I'm going to have to express this in some way. Mm -hmm. And so the body will express it in a more complex way. Mm. Right? Because it's like, okay, mm. I can't do the simple one. She keeps coming in and shut me down. So, and then two, because we're not addressing the underlying issues within those three principles, the health is going to continue to degrade. And so then it's like, I've got to generate something that's even more complex now. And it sounds like just the the treatment can often add to, right? Like we've talked about before, like the treatment is often adding to the problem, like toxicity left in the body or 
nutrients getting blocked. So then it gets bigger and uglier as it goes. Exactly. So many women listening, many moms listening, you might even recognize this progression in your, in one of your children. This is a very common progression of, of childhood disease. Hmm. I know you've mentioned it before, like being back in your own childhood and that's Mm -hmm. where your history started. Absolutely. Yeah. So as the health continues to decline, as we develop more and more blockers or missing pieces or deficiencies within these three principles, the symptoms are going to become more and more complex, right? So, you know, this is where, you know, migraines, it's a complex neurological phenomenon that involves multiple organ systems. Right. Right. We have, you know, we have the head pain. Um, we have dizziness. Okay. So that now mm-hmm. we've got something in the vestibular system. We have mm-hmm. nausea and vomiting. So now we have something in the gastrointestinal system. Mm-hmm. We have brain fog. Okay. So now we have mm-hmm. something in the consciousness. Right. I mean, this is just scratching the surface of what symptoms people could experience with a migraine. Right. It's an extremely complex phenomenon. Yeah, like people complain about their toes hurting, basically, like skin. Uh, right, right. My, uh, my, my finger is tingling, too. Right? There right? is nothing off limits. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, people say, so often I hear, oh, yeah, you know, just one day I got migraines. You know, I was in great health until I started getting these migraines. And this is not really the case. Okay, and I'm not saying this to shame people or criticize people or whatever. This is because just like when I was a kid, my parents took me to the doctor and the doctor did not indicate that my health was in decline. Right, because it is considered normal in our society that a 14 year old girl should have allergies so bad that she has nosebleeds in class, spontaneous, right? Just sitting there in class, I would get gushing nosebleeds because my sinuses were so inflamed that when springtime came around, I was in absolute agony, right? You're talking about your eyes being like a slit, right? My eyes, red, watering, styes, uh, blowing my nose constantly, nose dripping, not being able to go to school without, you know, tissue right there in my pocket. This was just, oh, well, you know, allergies. Oh, well, father has allergies. Her dad has allergies. So I was just going to say, genetically, you, you yeah. drew the wrong stick. Right? <laughs> you know, um, it's it's nothing to think of than a 15-year-old injecting herself with allergy shots. Mm every month mm-hmm. because this is right it's not a symptom everybody has allergies right right unfortunately so you know we have been misled this is the mm-hmm. problem right we are experiencing simple symptoms and mm-hmm. we are not realizing it mm-hmm. and the symptoms right the symptoms are you know, I'm going to say this and it's going to irritate a lot of people, but the symptoms are the blessing. Mm. 
Because without the symptoms, how would we know that something was wrong? Right. The problem is because we are not being told that simple symptoms are actually symptoms. We're being told that it's just normal. Mm -hmm. We are not taking action early. And so the Mm -hmm. first time that we think that we have a decline in our health is when we have debilitating migraines, when we have an autoimmune condition, when Mm -hmm. we have Crohn's disease, Mm. right? When we have arthritis and our joints are, you know, right? We can't get our rings on our fingers anymore. Mm hmm. Hmm. Right. And then everybody says, oh, I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got Hashimoto's. I was I, I was I was fine before that. So when you do your like medical histories with your clients, like you're saying, they come in and they're like, I was healthy before my migraines, but it's pretty consistent across the board that, in fact, they did have a lot going on before the migraines. The vast majority of my clients are just like me. They had symptoms when they were a kid. Mm-hmm. But nobody knew that. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, my parents took me to the doctor. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's not like uh, I was not getting medical attention, but it was never, right? There's never a mindset that this is a symptom then, or, or that there's, uh, you know, that this reflects your underlying health, right? It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's normal for young women, right? Starting their period. I was told it was normal to have cramping. Oh, I'm a hundred percent. I don't know a single girl I've ever, woman I've ever talked to that didn't have horrific cramps that were pretty debilitating. And it, it is brushed aside like, well, that's just how it is. That's just how it is. Right. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. right, junior high, right. I've got, you know, you're sitting around talking with your girlfriend, slumber party, you're reading uh, <laughs> Teen Magazine or whatever. Right? <laughs> it was just a given, right, that we were going to have cramps and we were going to have mood swings mm-hmm. and acne and all this other kind of stuff. Yep. These are we definitely have like a buckle up and deal with it kind of attitude towards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. women's health for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. So we are, right, we're missing all of these simple symptoms. Mm-hmm. And then by the time, right, we're, we're kind of only realizing, right, only taking notice with a complex symptom. Mm-hmm. And then we're looking for what's the one thing I need to do. Right. And I'm just over here, but like, why can't it just be one thing? <laughs> I know, if only, right? <laughs> But, you know, um, the time for one thing is when the symptom is really, really simple. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. By the time we have complex symptoms that are encompassing multiple organ systems, mm-hmm. the time for the magic bullet is way gone. Way past. Way past. Hmm. Well, it's sad because as humans, and I think we've touched on this before, it's human nature to look for the simplest answer. Like we really like, you know, we talk about food allergies and we just really want to know if tomatoes are the culprit or whatever, you know, like Mm -hmm. 
We Mm -hmm. really do want a simple answer and that's okay to want it. But I think it's important, especially with what you do, like to point it out that it's not really realistic either, unfortunately. The sort of simplest distillation that we can get to is Mm -hmm. these three principles that I talk about. Mm -hmm. Those three principles are universal for any disease. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what are the specific deficiencies or blockers or missing pieces? And then what Mm -hmm. specifically is going to work for any particular individual, right? Mm -hmm. That can't be answered. I think it's sad too, like, especially in the Facebook group, because we are looking for the one thing or the simple answer. And so, so frequently we see in the group, well, magnesium is a miracle for me. And then everybody else expects the same result. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then they're so heartbroken that, you know, Susie was able to deal with her migraines just by taking magnesium. But mine didn't go away. And it just adds like that unfairness and discouragement, right? Right. And when I say it can't be answered, it can't be answered with one thing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, many times, you know, I'm I'm in a ton of migraine Facebook groups. Mm Mm-hmm. So many times people will say, oh, you know, I found this particular type of magnesium. And my migraines went from 25 a month to 15. And I'm thrilled. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 10 less migraine days a month. You know, hallelujah. That's a big but, deal. <laughs> right? You yeah. still have chronic migraines. Right. Right. And then, too, the other thing, we get so fixated on the migraines. Mm-hmm. I got to get these migraines to go away. Okay, well, what about... What about the chronic anxiety? Mm-hmm. What about the insomnia? Mm-hmm. What about the muscle pain? What mm-hmm. about the autoimmune condition? Mm-hmm. What about the heartburn? Mm-hmm. Right? Does anybody else feel seen right now? <laughs> just kidding. I mean, I just like to point out, like, we can all relate to this on some level, right? Right. So again, are we restoring our health, right? Or are we flooding the body with magnesium? Mm -hmm. Most of my clients, when we start working together, they say, you know what? I don't, I don't care about the, I don't care about the muscle pain. I don't care about my, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm going to the bathroom four times a night. I -hmm. I don't care about my Hashimoto's antibodies. I just got to get these migraines. Go on. Right. Right. And I understand that because migraines are particularly insidious and debilitating. Yes. But here's the thing. When we're restoring our health, all of those things should respond. Mm. So if we are doing something, right, if we're going to the chiropractor and our neck feels better, okay, wonderful. But what about your Hashimoto's antibodies? Mm-hmm. Are, are you still having to take Prilosec every day? Because mm-hmm. otherwise you'll have heartburn? Right. Hmm. What about the other symptoms? I mean, I just, again, always like to point out, like migraine warriors are tough as nails. You know, like we will power through joint pain and, you know, Hashimoto's or whatever it is. 
because nothing's as bad as the migraine, right? So we're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's no big deal. I, I'm fine today. At least it's not a migraine. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, physical pain is certainly horrible, but for a lot of people, once they get into a chronic migraine state, you know, they'd, they'd rather have the pain than the nausea. Mm-hmm. They'd rather have the pain than the dizziness, right? They'd rather have the pain than the brain fog, right? Yeah. So as horrible as pain is, there are symptoms that are worse than pain. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to the grocery store with head pain, but try going to the grocery store when you're dizzy and nauseous. And or you can't your see. head hurts. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the vision disturbance scares me more than anything. Well, right. Yeah. You, you can't see. Right. It's a, it's a problem. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's a real problem. Right. So again, that's the level of complexity of migraine symptoms. Mm-hmm. Right. They're extremely complex. And so we're not going to find this sort of magic bullet solution. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I had one client who was so insightful. She said, Oh, I've, I've realized that my migraines are actually a second order symptom, mm. right? The Very first good. order symptoms are the simpler symptoms, the acne, mm. the heartburn or indigestion, right? The occasional loose stools, right? Mm-hmm. The occasional anxiety, the season, you know, the, the little bit of seasonal allergies, so is she saying that like when those things start, she knows that she's headed to her migraine zones, right? Well, what she realized is she first developed those first order symptoms and had them mm. for like 10 years before mm. she started getting migraines. Right. Okay. And this is very common, right? Because I started getting migraines by the time I was 24, 25. Again, mm-hmm. you know, I'm 14 years old, nosebleeds ridiculous allergies, acne, right? My health was on the decline a good 10 years prior to me getting migraines. Hmm. This is very, very common, but we don't realize it, right? I was a quote unquote healthy kid. Yeah. Hmm. Because we don't consider allergies to be a symptom. We consider that to be normal. Right. Right. I still am just really stuck on the whole medical, I'm healthy, but I feel like garbage thing. Like that, literally, that whole mentality really blows my mind. Yeah. We've done a couple podcasts on this. And frankly, people even expect to feel horrible. Oh, well, you know, I'm in my 50s. This is the, oh, well, I'm a woman and I'm menstruating. So I'm going to feel horrible. It's like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Some of right. us are overachievers and we felt that way at 30 something. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, shoot. So what do you think, Mary? Do you think we covered it? I think we did a pretty good job. I really wish that we could hand everyone a magic bullet. I really, really do. Like the people who suffer from migraines deserve a magic bullet. I just, well, yeah, I wish we could do that. I think the people listening, they've all, a lot of things are marketed as a magic bullet. That's true. That's very right? true. Marketing does play a factor in, well, if you just have the very right 
pillow and, mm-hmm. you know, we see a lot of like, what pillow is the best pillow for migraines? We get that question quite often. And, you know, there's the infomercial guy that does the pillows and we want mm-hmm. that to be a magic bullet. And I wish it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I think most people listening have tried the magic bullet and have realized it's not that simple. Yep. Well, if you have questions, you know where to find us in the Facebook group, though, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Mary. Thanks again. You're welcome. We'll see you soon, guys. Well, wonderful. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And before you go, be sure to like this episode and subscribe to this podcast. Um, and please, if you have somebody in your life who's suffering from chronic migraines, please share this information with them. Who could benefit from this information that we talked about today? Please share that on your social media or share it with your friends and loved ones who've been praying for this information. And if you want to stay connected with Mary and I, please join our free Facebook group. We have nearly 12,000 women who are rediscovering a migraine-free life naturally. You can go to Healing Migraines Naturally with Leslie Caesar ND in the search box on Facebook. Or you can go to healingmigrainesnaturally.com and we will redirect you there.